What's up, folks? This is the Investor Weekly News update for August 15th, 2023. We're going to be talking about a conversation discussing both sides, bull market, bear market. Where are we? Some of the issues been happening in the crowdfunding site world. Be careful of that. And then is the heat off the feds now that inflation has come down? So here we go. So first investor nugget I would like to discuss is investors have always, before they find us and go directly into deals and cut out all the middlemen, which are the crowdfunding websites, right? The crowdfunding websites are acting as broker dealers where they're bringing you deals. But I think what people don't realize is a lot of the deals that they will bring to people are just deals that the sponsors or operators may or may not could have gotten funded themselves bring to the crowdfunding website to raise capital for them. Essentially, what they are is like a capital raising role. But of course, they're compensated and they take a piece of the profits in this process. Now, there are five years ago, it was a bit of a wild west. There were dozens upon dozens and dozens of these crowdfunding websites out there. And it was really hard to figure out which ones were the ones to do. Of course, venture capital funded projects where they have a lot of marketing dollars gave rise to a handful of these. And then a couple of them went out of business. And and so I think now today, I think it's safe to say that there's a few of them that um, a lot of people are using these days. And they're all a little bit different, right? I think one of them, Equity Multiple, they actually take a, a an additional fee on top of it as an asset management fee. I think like 1% a year or something like that. And they supposedly do checks here or there. Again, don't know how to the extent that is. Worse, another crowdfunding website, their position is we don't want those extra fees. We're just going to take the hidden fees behind your back, right? That you're not aware of as an investor. And they take the sense of, hey, whoever's willing to pay us and whoever looks okay, we'll put on the website. And then, of course, that's what kind of happened with that one debacle that happened that we covered in our last weekly update where the sponsor, um, the crowdfunding website, uh, I think that was CrowdStreet, gave the money to close the deal. That money never closed the deal and that money got lost, right? And of course, now the legal battle ensues. And of course, some checks and balances and that and the money going to escrow. It seems like an obvious mix, but until it happens, a lot of these crowdfunding websites are still trying to find the, the best practices um, but sometimes when there's foul play involved and you have unscrupulous people, even with the, the best legal documents and the best procedures, things will slip through the cracks when you have that. And which is, I've, I've always emphasized, investing with people you trust who have that good ethical value system behind them, because then you don't have to worry about a lot of these types of things. But again, I think I think these crowdfunding websites are great because they get people off of Wall Street. And that's my biggest thing is like the Wall Street have the absolute worst fee structures and hidden fees and not too much better in the crowdfunding world, but at least they're still cutting out a whole bunch of those little middleman layers. Of course, more sophisticated investors realize that they can invest directly with the sponsor and that due diligence that the crowdfunding website is doing is really, when you really start to dig into it, really, is it really any worth it there? So moving on into the small multifamily investment trends report, uh, this is coming from Arbor, small multifamily prices fell 3.2% quarter over quarter, and the cap rates climbed 30 bips between the first and second quarters of 2023, the largest single period jump since 2009, which uh, basically 
how what the translates into is prices fell 10 20% across the board across different markets not a big deal just no different than when your guys stocks crash 30% right in a week period the whole idea is you hold on and you stay in business and then you wait for that market cycle to come back um, and which also means that if you've been sitting on the sidelines now's a great time to get involved right don't wait until a year from now 6 months from now when the interest rates start to jump and the ship has sailed right and i also think that if i look back at the investors who did well in this last market cycle this month last market downturn it's invested who had diversified over several years of going into different projects those are the ones who were able to bridge the low parts which we're at now and their portfolio as a whole is still pretty strong and then the last point here that the article made was property level cash flows remain healthy as rent collections were robust and expense ratios were normalized but i would probably say it. And I detailed this in the last quarterly kimono update that we sent out to investors um, actually be going out this week. So those of you guys who are in the investor club, you guys can join at spopassacashflow.com slash club. You guys can get access to that right here. That'll be going out. But as we detailed there with inflation going up and especially taxes, insurance, like on the just one anecdote. I got one property in Houston where when we bought it, it was like $750 per unit per year on insurance. And just fast forward two years, now it's $2,200 per unit per year, which is like 3, 4x what it used to be. This kind of goes into the July inflation data shows convincing signs of pressure easing and thus takes the heat off of the Fed a little bit. Or maybe it shows that the Fed can now pat themselves on the backs and applaud themselves that they did what they were supposed to do and lower inflation without causing a huge recession. In fact, right now, GDP growth is still positive and there hasn't been a huge amount of layoffs. In fact, unemployment actually improved from the last recording, now only 3.5%. I go into this much more in detail in the quarterly report, but these are just the more timely weekly articles right here. So some would say we're, the Fed is doing the right thing, getting us to the right position. And next, I'd like to lead a discussion of the bulls versus the bears, right? Pe- some people think the bulls believe that the U.S. Co- consumer's strength is built up on AI predictivity has definitely increased things. It's increased things even as a company myself, right? Like we use a software called Elise AI, which in a nice way bugs tenants on like rent payments and collections and has increased productivity there. And is also allows us to bug new people coming in. Hey, signing, get this to us, get your pay pay statements to us, get this to us and sign your leases, come in for showing. And that has taken a bit pressure off of the manpower and needs. And just on our more operations side as a company, also alleviated some of the staffing that we've required just in the last six months as we've resorted to a lot more lean kind of management practices And what I think, I don't think AI is going to replace everybody, but I think it puts more emphasis on the managers. We've been hiring more higher quality people, if you guys have been noticing, 
because these higher quality people can manage the machines and you know you need somebody to put in the right commands and prompts right into chat gpt and therefore you need smarter people and the machines can replace those lower level type of workers who just do what they say what they're been told where you really need i think there's more emphasis on maybe you still need to go to school for this, but to build that synergy, the problem solving on what commands do I prompt literally into ChatGPT to get what we need and then to send it out to some of the lower level staff that you still have, or if it's not been already outsourced to the machines, the AI. But some of the bearish things here and where I am pretty bearish on if somebody's in stock markets type of stuff, I personally don't have any stocks. But corporate earnings drop by 5% year over year for three quarters. Often, this is often downplayed in the media. High interest rates, rising debt, and challenges in the economy, which contradict a bullish statement. The detachment between the stock market and the real economy is unsustainable. Look at those PE ratios. Elevated PE ratio S&P at 19, which suggests a market excess. And the graphs indicate cyclical nature recession could worsen um, this detachment. Um, don't know. I think the last week there was a little bit of up and down with earnings, but it's all based off of the opinion of the street. And the street believes that the Fed will raise rates once or maybe twice at most, and then keep it there. And then it starts to backtrack. And then we get to a better market. And sure, we may see the after effects of the unemployment coming up a little bit, maybe to four. I don't think 5% from the now low of 3.5%. I don't think that the Fed, the street, believes that there will be two consecutive quarters of negative GDP growth. Right now, we're still at a healthy two and a half. And it doesn't seem, even if it does come down quite a bit, I think it's far-fetched, at least from my point of view, to see two negative quarters of negative GDP growth. That's the argument from the bulls and the bears. All I know is that real estate, hard assets have gotten beat up over the last year, down 10 to 20% where the stocks and mutual funds and retirement fund accounts haven't been really facing any type of that adversity. And in fact, maybe have improved over the last year. And therefore, what I'm saying is maybe consider taking some of the stuff that hasn't been impacted and put it into the lower stuff. Of course, it takes some fortitude to do that, right? Because most retail investors think about past performance as indicator of future success. But I think if you stop and think a little bit, right, you're just taking value from one that maybe hasn't been, if you're looking at from the bearish point of view, as I am, into something that has been beat up and is traditionally a lot more um, recession-proof weathering the storm, especially if you're working with workforce type of housing. But if you guys are uh, interested in hearing more about this or you're already looking listening to this on the podcast, check out this on the YouTube channel where we have a lot more graphics for you guys to digest the information that we're putting out in different formats. And if you haven't yet, check out my book that we released a couple of year, year ago, The Journey to Simple Passive Cashflow. This book is a quick, easy read. If you guys want to check out the free audio version where I read it, go to simplepassivecashflow.com slash book. We are going to be ready to unveil the new book later on this year, The Wealth Elevator. And my editor tells me it's like almost 200 pages. So a lot beefier, I would say three times as large as this book. But if you're looking for a quick read, check out this book and we'll see you guys next week. Bye.